Hello ladies and gents and welcome to episode 8 of the Urban Homestead in UK podcast. It's really good to be back today uh, and really pleased to be joined by my mate Mike. How you doing Mike? I'm alright mate, how's yeah. it going? I'm a little bit cold ridden so apologies for coughing and spluttering. I'll do my best to keep it to a, to a minimum. But as you can see on the old Facebook page, I'll just put a picture up of the, the essentials for tonight's podcast to make sure I see it through. It's medicinal mate. Medicinal, absolutely. Purely medicinal. Yeah, a little bit of whiskey and elderberry, yeah, we're all good. Homemade elderberry, oh, though, eh? Of course, homemade elderberry. Is there another kind? So, uh, you know me, I like to paint a picture. Mm-hmm. So, we're here. Yeah, go on, give us a picture. It's all good. <laughs> we're sitting in the caravan. <laughs> caravan of dreams. Can you hear the rain note? I don't know if they'll pick it up, but I have to say, it's one of my favourite sounds. Sounds of rain on on a tin roof or on a a canvas, even better. But uh, that's us, mate. We're all about the natural rhythms, aren't we? Yeah, yeah, well, (laughs) it's just nice to get a chance to get together. We were going to plan to do it on Monday, weren't we? And between my cold and your... uh, My dodgy foot. Dodgy foot. We we struggled a bit, didn't we? So it's uh, it's nice to meet up with you. Absolutely. And have a chat. So... I suppose we should just launch straight into what, what you've been up to recently, mate. It's been, what, three weeks since we last recorded? Something like that, hasn't it? Yeah, it has. And um, like always, you know, the weather over here in the UK has been a little bit stop-start. We've had, we, have, we have had some really nice sun. Some lovely sunshine. Absolutely really beautiful. And, nice and then last week, really, we've had quite a lot of wet. Certainly yeah. here. Yeah. And it's and got colder, is not it, as well? The temperature's dropped. It does really feel like autumn, doesn't yeah, it? I mean, it does, I, know yeah. that, I know that people will be aware of that if they're here, but certainly... You know, waking up in the morning with a mist and, you know, kind of like... The, I'm noticing now, because obviously walk the dogs in the morning yeah. and stuff like that, you know, it's literally dark now when I'm, yeah. when I'm waking up. Yeah. But but you still have those beautiful moments where, like this afternoon, I was able to sit out in the garden and the sun's still warm, you know, yeah. if you can get out of that breeze. You know, there is still some growing happening, I know that mm. for a fact, and yeah. we'll talk about that in a minute. But, um, you know, one of the things that's really, really sort of... Um, I've become aware of since I've been growing vegetables here is the position of the sun and where it is and yep. how that affects what I can grow yep. and where, you know, and finding out that, you know, the part that I was able to grow really successfully and in the summer is no is not receiving any direct light now. Yeah. So it is very much almost, you know, thinking about when is that going to return? And I, and I made a note of those dates okay. in the spring Good idea. so I could see, because that will obviously affect what I sow and when I sow, but mm. you know, plans I had to maybe sow and keep some winter veg on the go in certain areas. Now, I can't see really that being very fruitful, so yeah. it might be that I keep those in pots or in my little plastic greenhouse. Yeah, I was going to sow some broad beans in one of those beds, oh, okay, yeah, but I. I, I think they'll just rot out. Yeah. I think that it, I would actually be better growing them in big pots in the sunshine yeah. and then holding them in the pots because uh, I know we'd spoke a little bit about that before. Yeah. But I've got cabbages to go in, things yeah. like that. So, yeah, it's, you know, if I talk about the vegetable garden first, one of the things I really like is that <laughs> it's really strange, but at that time when you've got more courgettes than you ever need, <laughs> yeah. I always sow two courgettes. You do, don't you? I remember you talking about it in one of our podcasts. Yeah, yeah. I remember going home and doing it as well, actually. That's it. Yeah. And what's really yeah. nice now is that my other courgettes are finished. They've, you know, they've completely exhausted out whatever soil they're in and the plants. So, but I've got these two now, which have just started. Yeah. And as long as it's not frost... Um, or if I cloche them, mm. you know, I'll, they'll keep producing as long as they can get pollinated. And you know, we, we you know, the, I have noticed that the insects are still out. The bumblebees. It's it's kind of like the flip of spring, isn't it? So you know, you don't see as many hoverflies or honeybees mm. even in my garden. Oh, the bees but, have been out, mate. I can tell you that for a fact. Really? Yeah, yeah. 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 Oh, that's good. But yeah. what I do see in the morning is the bumblebees. Obviously, they've got the old fluffy jackets yeah. on, so they they can operate at a slightly yeah. lower temperature. Yeah. So there's still plenty of them out there. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, I, I know they're still pollinating because I'm still getting courgettes yeah. and, and yeah. 
So that's doing well. I've got spinach and spring onions. They're mm. all in. And I'm growing those in uh, these sort of supermarket crates mm. that I've requisitioned. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and I've just filled those with well-rotted manure and soil improver, which I bartered for honey. And they're doing absolutely fabulous in those. Good. You know, um, spinach, chard. My pak choy's got eaten because everything yeah. eats pak choy. Yeah. Um, so I didn't see any of that. But when I made these beds this year, literally before lockdown, you know, just when we started, I was very aware that obviously I'd put well-rotted manure in them. I didn't think that I'd be able to grow any roots in them or anything like that. Yeah. Um, but as a couple of gaps appeared, I thought, you know what, I'll just see if those um, roots fork. And if people don't know what we're talking about, if you plant anything that grows underground, if the soil is too rich some people think or there's mm. a tendency for things like carrots and beetroot to split as yeah. they search out nutrients in different yeah. places but i've not seen any of that mm. so i presume that that just means that the manure that i was using was really really well really rotted, rotted which yeah. it which it, it looks like it, it was yeah. yeah i mean it, it was beautiful stuff when i got it and there's plenty more of it there but um the beetroot has grown far better here than it did at um at the other place where i grow in those mm. high raised beds yeah. whether that's because the soil's exhausted it was so dry in those beds yeah. that I just felt that there was a lot of heat stress. Yeah. But here, perhaps because it is a bit more shady and a bit more damp, I think maybe it's really helped with those beetroot. Mm. They're looking great. I'm harvesting them now. Yeah. And I've probably got maybe another 30 or 40 in the ground. Okay. So that will keep me going until yeah. Christmas nearly, probably. I'm, one, of the, one of the other things I know we're going to talk a little bit about is storage, yeah. food storage, because obviously, you know, you get some things which are to eat out the ground some things which you can dry and store and yeah. other things which you, you you almost plant now for later yeah um i'm finding you know whether it's due to climate change or anything like that but I, I don't get beetroot in i don't get my carrots in i just i leave them in the soil yeah and they don't seem to rot out or get slug damage yeah. so i'll just use them as i need them and traditionally certainly 20 or 30 years ago people would be lining sand and putting yeah. them in root cellars yeah. and all of this kind of stuff but at the moment maybe it is just that extra bit of warmth you know well I, I, I suppose you're what you're doing here is you're, you're just literally just keeping them in the ground aren't yeah, you? Is that, yeah so so they're they've been ready for a while they're just standing there yeah they're not really yeah. they're not splitting or yeah. forking or anything like that so it's interesting isn't it because i know that normally people will be talking about i think they call it clamping don't they where they yeah. cover them over don't they and there's like straw and, and the, yeah. commercially they cover them over with straw don't they and then black plastic yeah. to get the water out yeah, yeah. and sand or whatever it maybe is it's because they're in raised beds so the drainage is good yeah so they're not sitting in water yeah. i don't tend to have a rodent problem no either no i think you know my dangers here would be them rotting or slug yeah. damage underground yeah but at the moment i haven't had that and interesting I've, experiment see what happens uh, yeah I carrots mean, are biennials aren't they so they're going to flower next year yeah i mean they won't because i'll have eaten them well of course they'll be well gone but i know that i know that last year when i'd done this exact same thing and I just left turnips, carrots, and beetroot in the ground. Yeah. In the spring, they were fine. Oh, really? Yeah. I mean, I got them before there was that second bump of growth. Yeah. They weren't massive either. No. no. But, you know, they were perfectly fine. Yeah. And, and they weren't closhed or anything yeah. like that. They were just literally in the ground. And, yeah, yeah they'd been a bit, got overrun with weeds, and some were yeah. smaller and some were bigger. But yeah. we're talking about edible crops here. Yeah. yeah. You know, I've got. Yeah. And, I'm going to hope they are going to be all right because I've got a lot of carrots. I mean, certainly recent years, the winters have been milder around here, haven't they? I mean, obviously up in the foothills where you live, it's a bit 
Calvert-Lewin on the coast. We had the beast from the east about yeah. three years ago, yeah. and that was the coldest I remember for a long but time. Apart from that, it, since yeah. then, we've hardly any, had any snow no, at all, and no, very few frosts even last winter, wasn't it? it was yeah. really, I reckon really it's really a big mild. old 10-year cycle. That's what well, I, I was reading something the other day about um, the old, uh, La Nin, um, El, El Nino. Nino. El Nino! Apparently they reckon Base for Spurs, didn't he? Yeah. <laughs> Apparently it's a Lanning yeah, yeah, which is when it means it gets a bit colder. Yeah, yeah. So I was reading about that. I don't know if that will be, be borne out in the, in where we are, but uh, apparently is the idea that sort of global temperatures. That's on like a ten-year cycle, something like something that. Like. Yeah, yeah. So be interesting to see if that affects it at all. It would, but typically here it's actually more about the the, the, the direction of the the travel of the yeah. the weather systems, yeah. bringing the, the cold air down from the north, isn't it? Oh, very much. Or so. or turning the prevailing west to east jet stream. Yeah. So it's actually coming east to west, and we get the cold off the yeah. off the continent. Don't yeah. we? We don't get snow other than that here. No, unless unless it's coming from the east. No. My, very mine here snow. is more about <coughs> frost. Yeah, and it's and it is you know even you know I live on the top of a hill, mm. and even driving down, you know it's noticeably colder here. Yeah, you know yeah. by the, by five or six degrees than mm. just driving down, you know a hundred meters down you know the road, which is yeah. then probably seventy meters, yeah. you know towards sea level it's yeah. it's really noticeable how different it is yeah. and on the front of the house especially which is north facing yeah. if it gets frosty here the sun's obviously so low now yeah, yeah. You, it, it just doesn't go anywhere yeah. it doesn't shift and that's sort of quite frosty, right? what about you vegetable wise not a lot if i'm honest I've, yeah. I've had to i've had a lot of obviously you know that i've lost the land uh, i spoke about that last time i think um yeah. so I'm, I'm having to clear out of there and so a lot of my time has been taken up clearing out of there so that's not, all part of it though isn't it yeah, yeah it's all part of the process and I, what i've been really keen to do obviously is to try and turn a, a big loss into an opportunity mm. um and obviously my, my allotment has been pretty well neglected certainly for the last couple of years while right. i've had that space and it's never been brilliantly well tended I, i'm a bit sort of i tend to go and fits and starts with it you know i'll go up and do three or four hours and then then leave it for a couple of weeks yeah you're in a position with your young kids though where yeah, yeah. saying goodbye on a saturday you look after the kids wasn't yeah, really yeah, yeah. wasn't realistic. I know you can get your kids involved to a certain extent. Yeah, I, I can for about twenty minutes. Yeah, and then it's not the same. enough. And it's it's not that that then is like I've got to go up mm. and then I've got to take them back. But they're in. a bit they're a bit out. older now, don't they? They are. I don't. I think probably they, they, we've had a bit of a shift in the way that we do things, and they go out on a Saturday to go dancing. Right. Um, at the moment, and the timing of the day for that is actually really good for me. Right. So there'll be times when I go, of course, because yeah. I want to go and support. But when they don't, when I don't go. Yeah. That's time that I can go and sort stuff out, which I've been using recently to, to shift as much of the timber and soil and netting and everything else that yeah. I've put in in those six raised beds that I built. And, yeah. uh, if you want to see what it looks like now, there's some pictures on the Facebook group I put up at the weekend um, of where I've sort of shifted away some of the beds and the soil and all that. So in many ways, because obviously I've just got an allotment or a half, we're in a yeah. similar position really. We are really, yeah, because I'm going to re completely redesign my allotment now as well. Which is what I will probably yeah. do. I'm, yeah. I hope I, I can get you up there at some point to have a look. but. Yeah. I know that we're both in in a position going into this autumn winter where we know we really need to treat our beds well. We yeah. need to get some, yeah. you know. Obviously, I'm taking over a plot that's been used for a long time, yeah. and, and you've obviously got yours. But we both know that we need to replenish the soil, yeah. reinvigorate the soil, yeah. um, and treat it nicely because obviously yeah. that's that's where you're going to get your crops come yeah. out of. So, it's, it's, I mean, for me, it's really interesting that I tend to get good brassica crops. Right up there, and I think that's partly to do with the, the type of soil I'm, I'm growing in right. and the pH of soil. But things that are a bit hungrier, like the beans and that, I've, I've struggled the last couple yeah. of years. Yeah. Um, and even my strawberries actually struggled the last couple of years as well. So I think I've not been looking after the soil like I should. I yeah. know that. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to kind of get on the case with that. And yeah. I've been reading a little bit around permaculture and you know, yeah, making I know sure you I do had, that. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, you know, not loads, but 
it seems pretty straightforward to me. Yeah. Um, so I think I'm going to have a proper go at trying to get that right. And, and well, perhaps, I think between perhaps the I could two of us, no dig beds as well. Yeah. Well, I, like, I do like a good dig because it's really good for well, getting the heart rate up. I, isn't it? Yeah, it is very good exercise, mind you. My foot wouldn't have none that at the moment. Mm. But the only thing, you know, when I see because I love Charles Dowding's um, programs and yeah. books and yeah. things about, you know, yeah. the, he's such an amazing gardener. I, lo- yeah. I could listen to him talk all day long. Yeah, I've yeah. learned so much from his YouTube. Yeah over the last few years, especially when he'd done that little garden, because he's obviously got homemakers, which is a massive, yeah, great big garden. Yeah. And, you know, his compost bins are the size of my garden. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. which he's got people delivering. Yeah. You know, coffee houses deliver all the coffee stuff. Yeah. He's got fun. You know, so he can he can afford to put... A, when he says, oh, you just put a four-inch layer of compost over yeah. all your beds, I'm never going to be able to do no. that, um, to do no dig. But I really liked his bit... Is I think it's about ten of them, and I would encourage people to have a look at them because they are brilliant. And that is where he took something like a a twelve by five foot space, okay. and he and he and he's got a whole year of what could you get out of this oh, space right, okay. if this is all you've got. Right, and it's absolutely brilliant. I'm gonna look that up. Oh mate, it's, amazing. it is. And you know he's got some things on there now. Obviously he's an expert gardener. Yeah. But what I like is he didn't choose the best bit. He chose a little bit outside his back. You know, it's got nettles on one side. Yeah. It's got a fence. So there's a bit of shade. Yeah. And he just made three beds out of it. And he is using no dig, but the stuff he got off it, mate, was absolutely brilliant. Mm. Absolutely brilliant. And he shows his failures. Yeah. And he shows how things have to change. And, you know, yeah. I think it's called the small garden. Okay. So maybe we could put a link up to that as well. Yeah. Um, but people could see a lot about the succession. Yeah. Because what he does, which I really like and advocate, is that when he clears something, he's already got something ready yeah. to go in. Yeah, yeah. So clear the onions out and then bang in with some spinach or something. Last like night, that. funnily enough, yeah. talking about where he's at right now. Yeah. And he's exactly that. He's clearing away the tomatoes and the cucumbers. That's it. And he's like, there's my, there's my lettuce, that's going in. And they're, and they're plus. Yeah, like, like three or four inches tall ready already, to ready to go in. So yeah. I would really advocate that. And that's something that, you know, I've been thinking a lot about. But. I'm not sure I'll ever be able to make enough compost for no dig. So I've put in three big compost bins at my allotment. That's yeah. the first thing I did. So was the first thing I did when I got the land at the back of the house was put three big compost yeah. bins in, just using pallets. So it's about the size of a pallet in terms of floor space. That's a metre by metre. And it's, then, then it's a metre high as well, by that, by yeah. that reckoning, yeah? Which so is about th- right. three metre squares of so, compost. Yeah, so I've got yeah. three of those. So And what I do is, obviously, I've moved a load of soil up there for now. Yeah. All the household waste, grass clippings, the spoil from the chicken heap. Yeah. The chicken uh, house all goes in there, yeah, and I yeah. compost that down. Obviously, then I can turn it, turn it, turn it. At the moment, it's full up of soil, so I've got to get up there and I've got to build my raised beds because yeah. I like to grow in raised beds. There's a lot of problem with with um, pest pressure up there, yeah. Um, so I like to try and net those, and uh, you know, it won't be the prettiest allotment in the world, but because it's I can't get up there, yeah. it needs to be as functional as it can be. Well, mine, mine is still, I'm still lumming an iron because when I went there first, I thought I'm going to blank canvas it, dig yeah. it all out, and then I went back and. I've got a new little shed yep. up there. Uh, it's only a four by three, but okay. more than enough for what yep. I'm going to need. Tool store, and I can sit in it if yep. it's lashing. Yeah. And then I was looking, and do you know what? The little raised beds that are there already, it seems a bit silly to to just dig them all up because they're all right. Yeah. You know, when I first looked, I thought that they weren't in great nick, but what I think I'm going to do to make it manageable, I will use the beds that are there already. Mm. There's a gap for two new ones so I'll build them this year yeah. and then maybe next year I'll replace two more yeah. and then next year I'll replace two more and then the whole thing will be nearly yeah. finished and I'm talking about some really big raised beds here yeah. you know what I mean but it just seems a bit more manageable for me to to be able to get going on it 
Um, I'll, you know, I'm, that plan might change, like yeah. all things. Um, but I had a little route around in there because it's yeah. the first time I've actually been able to go in. I knew that was my plot, but yeah. it wasn't until the beginning of the month that I could get right. in there. And uh, there's a fruit tree in there, a little right. dwarf apple tree. Yeah. Um, but it won't stay where it is because it's like literally slap bang in the middle. Um, so I'll probably, do that? I don't know, I don't know. <laughs> so I'll probably, no sense, I, I, I will keep it, but I will yeah. move it. Yeah. Probably going to come back here actually. Yeah. Um, and then there's also, I just thought it was, you know, some brambles or something, but it's actually thornless blackberries. You know, you can buy blackberries which yeah. are like easier to pick or something. Uh, why? I don't know. I don't know. They're, they're <laughs> I going. You're getting rid of them, they're, they're going though. Because <laughs> I've got for that. What's I, that about? I, you know, I've got five thousand blackberries <laughs> out here. No offence to people out there that might be doing yeah. that, but that makes no sense. The only thing, the only thing I have heard though is that they're bigger. They are bigger and they're sweeter. Yeah. So I might take. I might take some cuttings from that. Yeah, and just go and, and bring them. No, bring them home. Okay. And because obviously I've got blackberries everywhere around here, yeah. but I might plant some yeah. in amongst the trees and the hedgerows yeah, yeah. around here. So I no, so I know where they are, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know. So when I'm out walking, I say, you know, that's yeah. a good one, you know, yeah. and stuff like that. It'd be interesting to see. Yeah. There's about 400 types of blackberry, did you know? I'm not surprised that there's lots of them. Loads of like subspecies. Yeah, it's mad, isn't it? You pick the fruit, can't crazy, you? absolutely crazy. Well, there's some I prefer, I have to say. Yeah, well, I've got a few, right. yeah, I'd say, I've certainly got some bushes that I wouldn't be taking anyone yeah, else to because yeah, they're yeah. my ones. Yeah, yeah, no, exactly right. <laughs> so that's that's basically where I'm at with regards mm. to um, my vegetable plot yeah. and stuff like that. So before you move on to something else then... I'm not. I mean, oh, I'm not, on, I was going to just talk a little yeah. bit about um, some things that have happened. I've had a birthday, which is really yeah, nice. Yeah, yeah. And what's been really nice is to be able to get... Uh, you know, I was really lucky to get some really nice tools, so I was yeah. going to talk a tiny bit about that for people, yeah. is that... Yeah. You know, I can't tell you the joy of having good quality oh, no, tools. It's, funny, it's amazing, yeah. and things that people just you know sling in the back of a, a shed or something. Yeah. I, I like old tools, as you know. Yeah. But um, you know, I was really, you know, re I, it was really nice. Some people gave me some brand new tools mm. to to use, and it's just interesting because I didn't realise, you know, if it, when I'm using an old rake or an old spade, mm. people actually used to be a lot shorter. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no I'm genuinely yeah. serious. So, someone bought me a new spade, yeah. and and I was using it here, and I was thinking, well, I'm I'm usually quite tired by now, yeah. but it's because it is longer, yeah. you know, and it's been designed for. My handle should come up to your to the belt. Yeah, waist, it's mad, where, isn't it? You know, where your belt is on your trousers. So, I, you know, I, I would say to people, don't underestimate getting some good tools. It yeah. makes life so much easier. The yeah. simplest thing, though, which makes a difference. Is sharpening your spade, yeah. just literally yeah. sharpening the spade. People don't think to do it, but no. bang! My God, it makes a hoe as well. Same. same what reason. about you then? You was going to say? Well, I was going to say I've, I've I've had a little bit of experiment because obviously where I've been clearing out, I've, yeah, I've tended to clear out of the beds and not. I would have replanted them. I had some brassicas to go in, yeah, and I stopped sowing as soon as I realised I wasn't going to get that space, yeah, because there's nowhere else to put stuff. Um, but what I have done is I've got quite a lot of winter brassicas and spring cabbages up at the allotment. You moved some, didn't you? Yeah, and I had to go transplanting some pe uh, purple sprouting. And? So far, so good. So far, so good. Yeah, yeah I, I left a ni nice big root ball on it. Right. Um, just to give it a, half a chance. And I waited till that, you know that really hot spell we had in September? Yeah. I waited for that to pass. And, and then, have they taken? And, and they just, they've just, like, you wouldn't even know they've been moved, mate. They, like, literally, like, just I've just put them in a, a great big bag, a couple of them in a bag. Yeah. And then, like, like the old, you know, bag for life kind of thing. Carried them up the allotment, put them straight in the ground again. Would have been really well. We had a couple of days of sun after that, and I thought, oh, this could be dodgy. And Too then hot, the man. rains come, and it's been so it's fine. been perfect weather. Yeah, yeah. So I've got some more to do now. I know it works. I've got some more to do. 
and then I've just got hopefully I've got like a few last bits of beans and the last knockings of some like um, summer sprouting broccoli that I had. Yeah. Um, that just needs to try and eat that up before it's time to get rid of it, really. Um, but yeah, apart from that, there's not much growing in the garden. Although I have, I have uh, harvested what polotti beans I got. The allotment. I had a, a sort of a small basket. Like and that. we've got our main lot to do because we grow some things yeah. together, don't we? They're still growing really well, though they are. So they are. We get a good lot for that. We should do. Yeah. And I'm just finished. I've been making bean stew this week. Oh, yeah. and I can't tell you how good that I is. Know. I love I that Tuscan bean stew, man. Just yeah. fresh basil, tomatoes, chorizo. Yeah. Oh yeah. So the the other thing that we'll be doing to do with the garden, I'm gonna, I'm gonna give it. You know, I like a sound effect. Out. Oh, go on, yeah, yeah. This is my seating. Oh, listen to it. it sounds a bit small, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah all right. Should yeah. Sound. This is how it should sound. And uh, one of the things that we do, and this is quite, you know, if you've got mates who are who are gardeners, one of the things that you can do, because I'm all about, oh, I'm a bit thrifty, and I? <laughs> tight, I, do, I, think I so do, really No, I'm not tight. <laughs> but, you know, if you get 1,800 carrot seeds, yeah. I don't need that many. No. And so one of the things that we can do is we can share seeds, can't we? And we do that quite successfully. Absolutely, or seedlings. Seedlings. Or more frequently, I would yeah, say. Yeah, yeah, that's true. So um, one of the things that we're going to do today is we're going to go through the seating, see who's got what, and then yeah. and then uh, and then we'll put the order in because now's the time, really. Yeah. Well, I've, I've had the the um, and this is a really good tip actually for anybody out there if you're thinking about signing up for an allotment yeah. and that sort of thing is that a lot of the allotment societies, certainly the bigger ones, have got arrangements with some seed suppliers. Yeah. And so my one uh, has an arrangement with King's Seeds. Yeah, and I use King's Seeds yep. like just as a customer. Yeah. But then, but then you showed me your. Well, one. you want to see the prices <laughs> on the Allotment Society catalog, <laughs> members catalog and seed scheme. Yeah, you, it does sound good, so mate. Doesn't it, it? It, it? Yeah, it's a very nice looking booklet. It's got some lovely seeds in. Obviously, the selection is whatever they put forward. Yeah. So you've got relatively limited choice. It's um, quite yeah. a lot in there. It's mate. quite. It's quite a good choice. But I reckon if you're looking for anything outside of what allotment growers yeah. might grow. Yeah. If you wanted to do something a bit more specialised, you might struggle to find it in there. Yeah. But but what it is is it's so cheap. So when it's yeah. and very good quality. And good quality. Very good yeah. quality. So it's the same quality that you get if you buy so I bought some as a customer back in the spring just because I'd realised that I wanted a few bits of other things that I'd yeah. bought. Um certainly at the start of lockdown I was like, oh, I fancy putting some dailies in the front garden. Yeah. So I ordered those. All right. And like two two three quid for a packet of seeds and yeah. like they're half half that price in, in this allotment catalog. Yeah, and so, they're really good. So yeah. I would encourage people and even if even if your allotment hasn't got that arrangement, I still actually think kings are cheaper than I say going are. in and buying yeah. seeds from Sutton's or something. I know yeah. that I know that the seeds that that I got when I wasn't using your catalogue, I would say they were Probably sixty or seventy p cheaper, but then yours yeah. are like a good quid cheaper well, than mine, I, aren't they? I can buy a packet of beetroot seeds for sixty five p. Yeah, and that that is like, probably. I, I mean, they've got to be two quid, haven't they? I, I imagine so. I've done. I haven't bought them for anywhere else for so long, mate. I, couldn't I even can tell, tell you. you. Couldn't even tell you. I can tell you. I've got them in. Yeah. So these ones are one thirty. Yeah. But they are kings. Yeah. So that's the difference between your price. What's that tardy, is it? Yeah. Oh, let's, let's do a live, direct live comparison, shall we? And then I've got here. Look, here we go. Is this Sutton's? Yeah, so these are Sutton's, and these are the same. These are 155. Right, S okay. Sutton's Boltardi. Okay, so I can get 275 Boltardi, which is more than enough for a season, for 65p. Yeah, and I shouldn't think there's 250 in here. God knows 275 in that, so it's literally yeah. half the price. Yeah, but literally that's not, the, that's the, not the same in there. <coughs> no. So, you know, definitely get people onto that, because yeah. I think it's... You know, it was a shame because before lockdown, I was going to try and do this five quid a month gardening, mm. and uh, and I know that doesn't sound a lot, but I think that it's doable. There, there are certain things which 
would be tricky, like building raised beds where you've got to have that immediate outlay. Yeah. Um, but once you set up that, should do well. Well, yeah, and I mean, I can barter for things. You know, I can use yeah. some of my things to barter for the for the manure and, and yeah. the soil improver. You know, I've got yeah. an, an arrangement with someone for that. But yeah, I mean, I would be really keen on trying to minimize because I do see some people who are a bit. They must spend hundreds and hundreds of pounds. Well, up, certainly up the allotment. Mate, mate, even you don't you don't grow vegetables for yourself to save money. No, do you? Typically, well, I don't know. I think I might. I, I, I do it because I and you know why I do it because yeah. I can produce better quality than I can buy yeah. in most and shops. You know yeah. what's in it. I obviously. know what's in it. and what's gone into it. So that's the main reason I do it. I'm not necessarily desperate to save money with the King's Seed catalog being as cheap as it is. Yeah, and obviously I have to order it now, so I have to have a plan about what I'm going to do yeah. next year. Yeah, which actually helps me to plan it anyway. That's a positive, yeah. really. Yeah. Um, it means that I don't have to worry about, yeah. oh, I've got to go and buy some bean seeds because yeah. I need to make sure I've got some beans yeah. or, or do I get an extra packet because whatever. And it also means I don't have to worry too much about saving seed. Mm. And as nice as that is to do, I'm busy. I'm yeah. really busy at the moment. Yeah. And one of the reasons yeah. why I've not managed to get lots done in the garden is yeah. that I'm back at work yeah. after all the lockdown and everything else and it is taking up loads of my time. Yeah. Now, now the evenings are drawing in, you know, family time at the weekend and everything else. I just haven't got time, so it means I haven't got to worry about it. I can do a seed order; it's not going to cost me loads of money. I tell you what, I'll, I might run a book this year because I know, I know for me, it. I haven't bought any veg for about three months, four right. months, yeah. like nothing. Right, I right, think the right. only thing that I couldn't produce enough of quick enough was cucumber because we eat so much yeah. of it. But we did get to a stage for about six weeks where we didn't. Yeah. But now we're still a bit and bit. My yeah. cucumber plants are just like I've got the last two off yeah. today, and I think that'll be it. Yeah. But, um, yeah, there was a time there for maybe three months where yeah. I didn't need to buy any veg unless anyway, unless I wanted something different. Yeah. So we haven't eaten broccoli. Okay. And, and my kids love broccoli and yeah. I like broccoli and cauliflower. But why would I go and buy that when I've got spinach, yeah, chard, yeah. Whereas beans. for me, it's the vegetable that the whole family eats. Yeah, it's I understand one of the that. that the whole family eats. Yeah. So it's kind, of, it's, it's kind of got to be bought every week. Yeah, it's kind of yeah. a non, not and I, and my, choice. And the broccoli plants that I grew this year, because the summer spray and broccoli I grew here, whether it was because it was in such rich ground, it was all leaf. Okay. You know, and then we had the heat, and yeah, then it got yeah. heat stress, and it, and it didn't do well here. No. My overwintering broccoli that I've got mm. which is for the spring looks a bit spindly okay it looks all right it looks healthy it's alive it's yeah. growing but it looks really small right, and okay. piddly in comparison now I have fed that loads okay but whether it's not enough or whether it's just because it's the heat or whether it's just those beds that we're growing in are exhausted yeah. like the ones we're talking about you know yeah. I'll be interested to see you know everything looks a bit dwarf a lot of it does this year and I think yeah. that's the heat that yeah. we had so or the lack thereof at yeah. one point as well, well yeah. yeah i mean so i'll be interested to see what happens but they are notorious for banging on a load of growth in the spring you know yeah. and then they come good so we'll see um the, the sprouts have all got sprouts on mm. but i was looking at them the other day they don't, great, look, don't, too, they? They don't look too bad they're already good they're small but they're, they are you know, small still only October, isn't it? yeah that's what i was thinking so yeah. it'll be interesting to see so just to tell people then you know quickly I'm thinking about garlic now. Yeah. I'm thinking about broad beans now. Yeah. And I'm thinking about overwintering onions. They're all things I could be doing yeah. now. Yeah. Maybe the garlic I'll do next month. Yeah. But overwintering onions, I will definitely be doing again. Yeah. And one of the things I was going to speak to you about was that obviously you've lost a bit of space and I've gained a bit of space. Yeah. So that communal space that we've got access to, yeah. I'm thinking that I might just grow 
two beds of overwintering onions, and maybe yeah. you could do, we, you know, we could just manage that bit, yeah, just yeah. smash well, it in, nice could we? Do something together, um, it? and I know that the garlic grows all right there, mm. so I might do that, mm. but instead of doing, well, one bed's probably enough for me, but I could certainly whack in two beds of overwintering onions, yeah. without shadow of a doubt, yeah. and then I will just probably, I'm, I might turn some of those beds into carrot beds, yeah. so like put sand in them, and, okay. and, and a lighter yeah. mix, because yeah. they grow carrots really, yeah. really well, those beds. I'm tempted to, to if, if it's all right with you, to pinch a couple of them and just do some salads in there. Yeah, Because that's the thing that, you know, that I'm going to miss the most, actually, is to come in home of, of an evening, yeah. to wander up the back of the garden and cut some salad and bring it in, wash it and eat yeah. it. Which has been, you know, if I had to keep one bed here at home... It'd be the one you keep, That it? would be that yeah. salad bed, yeah. because every, all I did was I just sewed in rows. Yeah. And I never, and I never replaced like for like, so... Right. You know what I did is I did overwinter some spring onions, yeah. and then in March I planted them out and they shot on because yeah. they were up already. Yeah. And then like when they came out, I had lettuce to go in there. Well, I sowed a row of beetroot. I even sowed a row of turnips in there and had them really small. Yeah. And I ate the tops. Yeah. Or I I'd done a, a row of rocket. That was a bit of a mistake because who eats a row of rocket? You know, it was so. Mate, it was so hot. It depends on how much. Oh, this, <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, it depends on what else you got to mix in with it. Yeah, yeah. So it was like, I quite literally, like it, but yeah, but it was like a rocket hedge out. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. So uh, there was yeah, no way. I'd need one or two probably. Yeah. Um, and then I, I, I tried some different lettuces because I wanted to see what grew well. And, yeah. And uh, the ones that I actually had the most success with was the Lola Rosso, yeah. which I'd never grown before. And that was beautiful. And yeah. do you know what? It was less likely to bolt in the heat. It was oh, the really? one it was the one that sat there and it was always there yeah. and I could go out, cut it, refresh it a bit yeah. if it was wilty. And it was do you know what? It was brilliant. So I had one like that which I think was called Marvel of Four Seasons. Oh, okay. Which is kind of more like a round lettuce yeah. type in, in texture. Yeah, that's the t- I like Tom Fum and like, Little Gem. I yeah. like those I, round lettuce but with a bit of crunch at the base. Yeah, yeah. But but green. Yeah, so I, my my preference is for the romaine types and yeah, the cos lettuce, but yeah. this this one is more like an old fashioned round lettuce. Oh, okay, yeah, that sounds like, like, like we used to eat when we were kids, and yeah. it, and it's kind of red. Yeah, oh nice. But it's it, again, it, it just stood really well, really tasty. Well, I've nice got flavor. probably five thousand seeds of Lola Rosso okay. left because you get so many, yeah, don't you? Yeah, so again, yeah. going back to what you're saying, yeah. perfect. All right, yeah. so I will. We'll have a look in a minute and we'll yeah. divvy up. Um, so before we go any further, because I was going to save this for a second segment, we kind of come onto it naturally. So let's do this now and we'll we'll do uh, some other bits and pieces other than the gardening for the second segment. Yeah, yeah, no worries. Um, I've got loads to talk about. Oh, mate. I know, me too. So, so what's your um, what's your sort of idea? What makes what makes you make those decisions about what you're going to buy next year? Because obviously, you've got a seat in already. Mm. Yeah. What makes you think? Oh, I'm going to buy that next year, and I'm going to have a go at that every or, year. Yeah. I'm definitely learning. Right. Right. I'm yeah. definitely learning what, because, and let's bring it back to, you know, the clues in the title, urban homesteading, right? Yeah. I can't afford to try lots of stuff out that might not work. Yeah. Or that might give me a limited return. Yeah. So for me, I want bang for buck. Yeah. I want space versus produce. Yeah. What am I going to get out of yeah. that little bit? Yeah. I want things which are tasting and that all the kids like. Yeah. And I want things, and I like things that have a long season. Yeah. So if I can get something which keeps producing, yeah. I like those sorts of things. Yeah. Um, I, I quite like a little bit of unusual, but I'm not. I'm a bit of a traditionalist, really. Mm, yeah. You know, carrots, something green. Yeah. Beans, salad, spuds. Yeah. Onions. I'm pretty much there. You yeah. know. Um, yeah. But I also, as as we've spoke about before, 
I like to do something that means I've done it, that I don't have to ever buy it. Okay. So I grow probably 80 garlic. What would you say I'll get? 80, 50, 60? Yeah, 50, I think you see. I reckon, I reckon you've said 50. you've used about one a week, didn't you? So 50-ish. Right, so I know that I grow all the garlic I need. Yeah. Right? Which yeah. is, for me, that's yeah. brilliant. Yeah. That's exactly what I want. Yeah. I grow all the chilli I need. Yeah. I'm going to have a bloody good go at growing all the onions I need this yeah. year. Yeah. Um, you know, the heat is... You know, some of them are not oh, as tiny. Yeah, but Yours look nice, go, go, going back to what I said though um, about the shared space, mm. I'm going to do two beds of onions next okay. year. Why would I not? Yeah, yeah, two whole beds, and there's four of those big beds there. So you yeah. have two. I done, yeah, isn't it? Done, yeah, brilliant. Yeah. And then that might take me through to a bit later. Yeah, which means that the pressure on the leeks isn't so great because my leeks I tend to sort of eat from Christmas to March mm. when I want my spring onions ready. And then my spring onions go till maybe June, yep. and then I want my overwintering onions ready. So what you're what you're talking about there then is a succession plan that you've got in your head that yeah. you know that you're going to be growing that for that purpose for yeah. that time. Yeah, they're going to last yeah. you till about then, and then this other crop should take over more or less at the same time. Yeah, yeah. that's what I'm after okay. with regards because I know what we eat. Yep. as a family. Yeah, and there's a and there's five of us in my family. Yeah. you know, if it was just two of us. I might nearly be able to grow all of our veg veg just here, yeah. with the exception of potatoes, yeah. probably. Which then makes me think, right, well, if I've got an allotment, I'm going to just grow loads of spuds on that allotment. Yeah. Because that's what we eat, and they keep really well. They're not that hard to store, no. you know, and I think that I could probably do nearly six months of spuds. Mm. Uh, my potatoes I grew this year were good, um, and what I did this year, which was really good, is when my earlies were there, I ate them. Yeah. I didn't... I didn't I didn't not eat because sometimes with the earlies I dig them all up or dig too many up and then yeah. they go soft. And but what I did is I left them in the ground and I just ate them. I think last year I was in such a rush to get them out to get something else in. Mm. I almost made the decision. Do you know it doesn't matter if I don't put anything else in. Mm. And that bed in particular needs a lot of work anyway. Yeah. So I just left them and I dug a row a week. Right. So I had about ten weeks of spuds there. Yeah. Just. And by the time they were done, then I was onto the main crop. Yeah. And I'd done that for a bit, and then I got all the main crop out, mm. um, and I've got a sack of spuds. Yeah. And that will probably last me two months, probably oh, yeah. maybe three months, because yeah. we eat other carbs as yeah, well. Yeah. And, um, but they're so good, yeah. so nice to have there. Yeah. But I know because you helped me out in lockdown, I will buy in sacks of potatoes now. Yeah. But it would be nice if I had three sacks, because why would they not last? Well, through the winter, you should be okay. What I find is, in, and I don't tend to buy big sacks. I tend to buy 25 kilo sacks. Yeah, that, from the, that's from the, pretty big, mate. I got the farm shop. Yeah, yeah, I know, yeah. And that'll last us in our house probably six to eight weeks. Yeah. All right? Because um, the kids love jacket spuds. So yeah, we, me uh, too. We have nice a couple of times a week. So, um, so that, that's, that's what I tend to do. But once the weather starts to warm up, I don't keep as well. Yeah. So that's so a that's six problem. months, though, mate. Yeah, I know. But you get through the winter now, it's great. Because yeah. I can store them in the garage. Yeah. And they'll keep and they'll, they'll be absolutely fine. But as soon as it starts to get warm, they start to form the eyes on there. They March. start to go soft. February. A bit later, probably. April, May, maybe. All oh, right. So, so that's not too bad. So from Probably looking oh, at March to September where I really wouldn't consider it. No, no. And so going back to what we were saying, if I if I sowed and, and planted and harvested a main crop variety, especially a good keeper, I might have spuds from September to March. You, if you could grow enough, there's no reason to think that you couldn't keep and spuds store through them. to March yeah. without any trouble so, at all. So yeah. that's what I'm going to aim for next year. Yeah, and possibly longer if you had the right right storage conditions. Yeah. Because yeah. they store them. You know, if you go out to the shops in July... They're the same spuds, spuds, They're the spuds that you've grown last yeah, year. Yeah, I know, yeah? yeah. So they've been yeah. stored, 
and yeah. you're buying the old spuds from last yeah. year. So there's no reason to think that you couldn't if you no. can get the right conditions, but it's about getting the right yeah, conditions. Yeah, which I've, you know, I've got to do with what I've got. And also having pristine veg, which if you're growing organically or yeah. without chemicals, is less likely but to be But you know place. what? You know, I remember going through them, and I've done the same this year, so I literally get two sacks. Anything yeah. with a hole or a dink, or I've hit it with the spade or a fork. That goes in one. Yeah. Anything totally clean, that goes in the other. Yeah. But of course, we're also storing ours with a mud on. That makes yeah. a big difference. Makes a big difference. And the other thing that makes a big difference is when you dig them up, if you let them sit in the sun for okay. a couple of hours. Yeah. Yeah. Dry the soil out. On the yeah. Outside. I mean, they were so dry when I got them out this yeah. year anyway. But yeah, I left them out in the sun for a couple of hours, and that sets the skins, and it really does right. work. Yeah. You know, yeah. it's not an old wives' tale or no. something. It definitely works. Yeah. So you know, getting back to the main question there. I, I look at what we eat. Yep. I look at what's been successful. I'm always going to grow courgettes because they're such a giver. Yeah. Oregon sugar pod is never not going to be on my plot anymore. Yep. It's like yep. brilliant, isn't it? Yeah. Um, the lettuce now I know is a you know and my my thing this year has been the outdoor cucumbers. Yeah. You know I never I didn't know if it was going to be worth it space wise. It has been totally worth it. Yeah. Um, the more tomatoes I can get in the ground. The better, yeah, yeah. you know, or oh, uh, sorry, the more tomatoes. tomatoes I can get in big pots outside, yeah. the better. Yeah. You know, I've got I've got a month's worth in those cherry tomatoes that I do, yeah. but they do all come a bit at once. You know, they really do. Yeah, but I'm gonna I'm once. gonna be getting a, I'm gonna be asking for a dehydrator for Christmas, right. and we'll sort that do out. The old, oh, that'd be nice. Do the old dry oh. I've done them in the oven before. Oh. I can do them in the oven. Some it works perfectly tomatoes. well, but it's gonna get a proper dehydrator. I'd love some of that. <laughs> That'd be great, and cherry tomatoes perfect for that. Yeah, but definitely for me as well though, cherry tomatoes are the way to go. We all eat them. Yeah, I like tin tomatoes, yeah. and 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 you know, being able to use them in soups and yeah. stews and passatas and all that. But yeah. we eat the majority of our tomatoes straight off. Yeah, um, and they would dry really well. Yeah, and they they ripen quicker as well, mate. They do. There there is a real thing about that. They do, but I, I mean, I'm looking at I'm looking at all the oh, Charles Dowding yesterday watching that video and. You go on Instagram and everyone's bringing their tomatoes in, and I'm looking at mine in the greenhouse, and I'm thinking, well, there's still time. We're still doing all it's right, today. Yeah. Well, part of it is that I'm right on the south coast, and yeah. about the sunniest part of the country. Yeah. Um, so it's pretty warm there, and it, you know, there's plenty of sunshine if the, if the clouds are not too much. But part of it also is that they're indoors. Yeah. That makes a big difference, doesn't it? I think it makes a big difference, and I think actually I can afford to leave them in there. I don't need the space for anything else no, at the moment. No. So if I was there. worrying about getting, you know, if I was pushing it this winter, which I've kind of, I probably should have been, but I've kind of taken my off the ball with this move off the, off yeah, the land. Yeah, I'd have other things to deal with, mate. Yeah, so it's kind of, that's kind of had to take priority. And it's so, you know, if I'd have been trying to overwinter some salad or something, I might yeah, have used it, yeah. but I haven't, I haven't yeah. got around to sowing it, so there's no need to worry about it. No. Um, so I can afford to leave them in there a bit longer. And yeah, they might not do anything much more, but I've not lost anything by leaving it no. in there because all I'm going to do is have an empty greenhouse otherwise. Uh, largely speaking, so yeah. um, you can hear the rain on the roof now. Yeah, you must be able to now. Yeah, I love nice. that sound though, mate. It's amazing, isn't it? <laughs> it really is. It's it amazing. Really is. So, so for me, I'm I'm looking at um, obviously with the, with the allotment this year, trying to be more efficient. Yeah. Right? So I'm thinking about what can I do that's going to make the best use of the space. And it's the same, really. Yeah, yeah. I mean, one of the things that I've got is I've I know that I've got too many paths in there, yeah. and I could I could get by with less path space, right? right? But I've also got a very big shed, and I can get by with a smaller shed. Um, but I have put some um, compost bins in there. In your shed? No, no. In the, on the allotment, sorry. On the allotment. <laughs> so I'm looking, I've got, the, I've lost some space to the compost bins into the shed. Could you store in your shed? <coughs> could you store spuds in your shed? I think I'd have to, I'd have to have a nicer shed, but yeah, I could. Right. My that... shed's really tatty up there. Oh, is it? So, oh, yeah, it needs replacing, really, or at least the roof needs redoing. 
um, which I could do, but frankly, it's starting to fall apart down the side, so I might just, just buy the bullet and buy something like you've got at some point. Um, but 100 quid, mate. Well, it's, it's not, yeah. And I know that I can't buy the timber for that. No. And that was weeks. Yeah. So, you know, yeah. I don't mind giving yeah. people the shout out there. Yeah. You know, that is a, it's not the greatest quality. No. But do you know what? It looks all right. Everything's there. All the, it's dry inside, all the ironmongery's there. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'll probably put three extra two before's underneath it and put yeah. some concrete under it. Yeah. You know, slabs. Yeah. But it's just a tall store, mate. Yeah. And uh, allotments are funny places. I probably won't lock it. Because no. as soon as I put a lock on it, someone's going to think there's something in it. That's well, I've, I've had my broken into my shed at the allotment before. Yeah, yeah. There's nothing. There's literally nothing. It's like most of it wants putting in the skip. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. my I shed. probably won't take my new new tools to the. <laughs> no, no, no. no. <laughs> they'll live in the car, mate. Yeah, get, or... get some, yeah, get some cheap ones for leaving up there. Yeah, which I have got. But to be honest, when they broke in, they didn't. They were looking for power tools, mate. Yeah, I that's know. what they were looking for. So the, the other tools just got left. Yeah, I'm a hand tool yeah. guy. Yeah, anyway, yeah, yeah. Got... Yeah. they put they might, they might feel sorry for me. Give me some stuff. Look at this poor bloke here. He's, yeah. he's using a pair of shears. Let's give him a streamer yeah, or something. 27 and a nice one. We'll pop that in there before we go. Yeah? Brilliant. <laughs> right, so I'm looking at my 12. I've got to have 12 raised beds. Right, so I'm going to clear out everything that's not going to be sort of annual vegetables up there now. Yeah. So my perennial and, and sort of shrub growing fruits and that sort of stuff, I'm going to move home. I probably will try and find some space for a strawberry bed because that is one of the great pleasures in life. And I might have a go at that because now I've got a bit more space. <clears throat> yeah. I know that I... And I've definitely spoke about this before. Yeah. If there's a gap in my produce or my yeah. production, it's fruit, you mm. know. I tend to forage my fruit. Yeah. You know, I know where there's pear trees here. I know where there's apple trees. I know where yeah. there's cooking apple trees. I know where there's blackberries. Yeah. And, you know, I'll be honest with you, we tend to go to a pick your own and, yeah, and get a big job lot of plums and cherries. And we're living in a really great bit of country yeah, for that. Yeah. And yeah. We, but, I'd, I'd, you know, I've planted a plum tree in the front garden now. Yeah. It'll take a few years, but mm. it, it's going to be all the plums I ever need, probably. Yeah. But, yeah, the strawberries, I wish I could. I wish I had a good return on strawberries. I had one really good year. We produced about five, I remember, five, mate. five kilos in I about remember three weeks. I remember. You just so kept I bringing think, them in. It was oh, great. They're, and they're amazing as well. So I've got to get back to that. Because the last couple of years, it's been a bit light on the old strawberry farm. And have you changed those plants? Because they do say... I have done now. I didn't... Yeah. I, last year, not this summer just gone, but the previous summer, it was because I think some of the plants are a bit older. Hmm. They say um, they last about three years, didn't they? Yeah, and I think it was probably year four. So I was, you know, four or five. So I was pushing my luck a bit. But but also remember that a lot of the plants that were in there were runners that had self, yeah. you know, self-seeded yeah. or self-whatever yeah. sown in there. Um, so there was plenty in there that probably should have been producing that weren't for whatever yeah. reason. So I've moved, I moved them this spring... Um, but I moved them too late, and so it was kind of like I've you know I've lost this year's because yeah, of my own yeah. laziness. Well, so will you grab up and start over? I'm planning to, yeah. So I, well, I, only, you, I only moved the runners. Okay. Last Would you do year. what we did before? Because that might be something interesting to tell people about now, mightn't it? I mean, they might be finished now. It's the only thing. It's too late in the year to be doing it. We did that in July, but we we went oh. down the local fruit farm, didn't we? And yeah, you well, you chatted them up, didn't you? Yeah. Well, they just said that they can't afford to keep their old stock year by year. So they, they were growing tabletop strawberries in bags. everybody does now. And this, is a, this was big, though, wasn't it, mate? It weren't small yeah. operation here. We're talking massive here, oh, yeah. Yeah. And they were happy to sell off these, um, what is an essential, a giant grow bag. Yeah. And I don't know how many. How many was About in 20, it? mate. About 20 in it. And they were a fiver, weren't they? Yeah. And do you know what? They were brilliant for a long time. So, yeah. you know, maybe not for this year, but for next year. When the strawberries start to go over, so, you know, sort of late July, something like that, you want to be getting down the local yeah. fruit farm and just asking what they do. Because most of them grow on tables now, and I yeah. imagine they all get thrown away or composted away. Well, she, the, the lady we were chatting said that they can't afford for there to be any carryover of disease because they yeah. can't afford, that's their livelihood, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. So she said it's actually better for us to just sell off yeah. 
and then rebuy in new starter plants yeah. or raise from seed themselves. So, yeah. you know, for people like us, who, you know, we're not over-reliant on that, no. it's great. I mean, that's just a win-win, oh, isn't it? Oh, well, it's brilliant. And that, that, that first couple of years after I got them, it was ridiculous. And, and to be there. fair, you could actually leave them, if you could feed them, you could leave them in those grow bags. If you, you could, had do, yeah, to put you'd, them you'd, you'd struggle to keep them. There's, there's not much soil in there. Oh, you'd, right, str okay. you'd struggle to keep them wet enough, I would right, suggest. Oh, right. they dry out. I mean, yeah, they have proper hydroponics going on. Yeah, it is. Hy yeah. Yeah. Well, a full on irrigation system yeah. they're going on. So, um, so I, I don't think really. Yeah, I suppose the soil be exhausted yeah, as well. But I, but I split them out and I plant them out and they work really well. And for a few years I had loads and yeah. couldn't, couldn't keep up. So I'm going to move them. But other than that, I've got 12 beds. So I'm looking at it and going, well, I've got three crop rotation. Yeah. I'm probably not going to grow spuds. Well, you don't need to now. Well, do them at school. Well, I could do, but I, to be honest with you, I'm looking at, I'm, I'm thinking that in terms of spuds and our spuds, can, you know, potato consumption. Yeah. We tend to eat the main crop more. Yeah. So you just buy sacks. And and to be honest, the sacks are, you know, I've been buying, I bought sacks of spuds from my my garden, a local farm at farm shop, for like six quid. Yeah. And they're good. They're good spuds. They're a bit scabby on the outside. I quite like them when but, they go through but, the old oven though, and they like that, get a bit of extra yeah, crunch but, on but them. But you get it? the ones they grow there on the site at the farm shop, they're six quid, mate, for a sack, 25 yeah, kilo sack. Can't go wrong with that. Can't go wrong. The only thing I don't like about them is that they are all covered in mud, so you've got to wash them, but do you know what I mean? That's, I like that. If that's the, I like it, but I don't like using them, do you know what I mean? It's like, I've yeah, got to I wash them like first, that. Or that, like but that. it's just another thing to do when you're in a hurry, it's a bit of a pain, but um, other than that, they're brilliant, yeah. and you know, yeah, I've been, I've been paying a bit more for some of them lately, like getting Maris Pipers in and stuff, because I like them for roasting, but. The ones that they sell, they're perfectly good enough. Yeah. Just, well, the early, you know, do a, do a bit of early zen. Oh, well, we could chat about it. Yeah, I, I'm not. I'm probably not going to do spuds up there. I'm, I'm going to go for things that, like you say, bang for your buck. Yeah. So I'm going to be, when I go through it, I'm going to be looking through my seed tin and I'm going to want some cabbages. Yeah. And I'm going to want different varieties that I've come ready at different times. I've actually grown a cabbage out, do you know that? Have you really? What one? I've grown two. Two? <laughs> I've grown two types. You're my hero. And they're like, no, not spring era. <laughs> they are, I've grown a Virtus. Yeah. So I've got... Like full on crinkly cabbages, yeah, yeah. and they're a bit eaten, but they've gone yeah. on now. Yeah, and, and I've grown some decent greyhounds. Yeah, and I can't believe it because it's the first cabbage I've ever grown where I've gone out, picked it, and it's actual cabbage there, not, not decimated by slugs. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. you know, because I've never ever been able to grow them. I had a bit of trouble with that up at home this year, but not so much at the allotment, which has yeah. been interesting. Normally it's the other way around. Normally allotments are nightmare, but I've had some really good greyhound up at the allotment. Yeah. But I'll be looking at varieties that come because cabbage you can grow all year round. You can grow, there's a variety yeah, of cabbage for every part of the absolutely. year. Absolutely. So it's about finding ones that follow on naturally. So what I want to do is go. That one sows in April. That one sows in May. That's easy to remember. Mm. I'm going to sow a bed of those in April. And so, you know, and it's then thinking about how many do I get in a row because mm. I know my beds are a meter and a half yeah, wide. and cabbages, I, I definitely overcrowd mine, <coughs> and they're always small. Yeah, but. Then you go and pick up, go and cut a cabbage, yeah. and you eat it, don't you? A whole lot. Yeah. Otherwise, you go and cut it, and you go oh, put half a cabbage back in the fridge. Yeah, yeah. What's that about? Where is that? So, but you do lose a bit on the outside, don't you? You do lose yeah. a bit on the outside. So I, I'm looking at going. I've got a meter and a half wide. I've been doing six. What in a meter row? A meter and a half. Bloody hell, mate! Most I, people only grow like two. I know. I know. <laughs> You're doing it wrong, aren't you? Um, <laughs> I reckon I'm going to go five next year. Right. Okay. I reckon that'd be about right. And, I, and I'll yeah. go four. <laughs> <laughs> and I've been doing and I've been doing four sprouting broccoli in a row as well, and that yeah. works really well actually. Okay. And they do say that there should be space like twenty four inches. Oh yeah, it's mad, isn't it? Is, but there's no way. I wonder man. nothing's grown up your lot. Well, that might be the problem. Mine, it might be I'm struggling. Yeah, it might be. It, it might be crowding, crowding it too much. But, well, um, the planning is part of the joy, though, isn't it? And especially this time of year, I love doing little plans and yeah. what could I grow and how is it going to go and you know, I think that 
I think we both seem to be coming at it from it is about bang for buck. Yeah. I know that for you, there's an element of sometimes nice to grow things you can't get. I I tend to buy grow things I wouldn't buy. Yeah, and so that that comes down to me being a bit tight. Yeah, but it's you also know? that it's also that some things by the time you've bought them in a greengrocer and got them home, they're not yeah. actually broad beans, mate. No. They're not no, good. No, no. You grow your own raw beans, however. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Totally yeah, different, yeah. isn't it? Same yeah. with tomatoes, really. And uh, tomatoes, without a shadow of doubt. And also those sugar pod peas as well. Oh, man. I mean, peas, it doesn't matter where you buy them from. They're nowhere near as good as when you grow them yourself. Mange too, mate. Just yeah. eat them straight. Those sh- Oregon yeah. sugar pod, that is it. And the other we thing should have just called the channel that, mate. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oregon sugar pod. <laughs> other, podcast. Other... Hey, podcast. Hey, <laughs> I like it, I like it. <laughs> Oregon sugar podcast. That's it. I only really thought of that a few months ago. Um, but the other thing I do is I purposefully grow for gluts. Yeah, I know you do. Yeah, uh, and that's because I like to preserve um, and sort of put things put things by for the yeah. winter. Yeah. So I purposely grow way more tomatoes than I'm ever going to eat. Well, that was something someone had spoke to us about. You know, on some of the feedback we've had was about the herbs, and it's been really nice to see yeah. people. I know you've got some friends and people who've contacted us through the group and yeah. been saying about doing sourdough and yeah. learning and thinking about veggie gardening. But I know that someone, it was really not, we talked about um, drying herbs and hanging them up in the kitchen and yeah. then to get a photo back from someone saying they'd been out and got that their mint cool, and it? put it in. But Who was that from? You give us a shout out. Yeah, that's from name. Emily. She's so nice. Oh, yeah. nice, 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 nice to hear from her. But um, what, what else could be... What else could you be taking in and cutting? And well, should we should we take a short break there and come back and talk about the things that are not necessarily outside gardening? And yeah, man, I've got some news, got man. Some bits got and some pieces. News. Have a little break and go and, go and top up on the old uh, beverages. Well, you've done one bottle of whiskey out. <laughs> yeah, I not do any more. <laughs> All right, speak to you in a minute. Okay, welcome back then. So we were we literally just finished up there before we went off to get our little drinks and that to um talk about sort of preserving, didn't we? You were asking about preserving and what people could be doing. Yeah, well, you know, I know we talk about growing a lot and I know that you're a bit more of a preserving man than me. Yeah, I, I get driven indoors. This weather we're hearing now on the roof drives tends to drive me indoors. I'm, yeah. I wouldn't say I'm a fair weather gardener, although it's probably truthful to say that I am a little bit Really? I much prefer to be out when it's nice, I've got to be honest. <laughs> I don't mind going out in the rain, but if it's sunny, then I'd like to make a point of getting out there. Yeah, 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 um, yeah. And actually, this time of year anyway, I'm looking looking towards like the winter and Christmas time and, you know, what sort of things I need to be putting by, and, and particularly this year, more so than ever. Yeah. You know, I've been looking at making sure my stocks in my pantry are kept nicely topped up. Yeah, um, a little bit of prepping going on there. Well, I was in the, in the supermarket at the weekend, and... Saturday morning first thing when everything's normally like properly stocked up really well it wasn't oh, and it really? did make me think you know yeah um, so as I was walking around sort of the fruit and veg which you know not so much worried about buying too much of that but yeah a lot of those baskets in there were empty yeah and so I looked at that and I thought well you know it wouldn't hurt to put an extra packet of pasta in a way yeah. make sure I've got plenty of home, you know um, so I wouldn't need to worry about buying that now until probably next year if I didn't have to yeah, yeah. I couldn't you know get by yeah um, so just making sure those sorts of things were stocked up and, and then of course that brings naturally to the harvesting and, and processing that harvest yeah. you know and as I say I tend to grow for gluts particularly tomatoes mm. cucumbers because other, unlike most people who seem to go what am I going to do with all these cucumbers I go well I'm going to pickle them yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. and I'm going to make chutney yeah. and that's great because it's going to get eaten and this time of year particularly now because 
we're now from, in my family it's kind of like well Christmas is a little way away and we mm. really look forward to Christmas mm. it's a real big deal in our house and making sure that we've got you know certain things that have become kind of family favourites yep. available for Christmas time and if you're talking about making chutneys and preserves and pickles if you don't do it now they haven't got time to mellow yeah. you know you, you've got a bit of time yet you probably you know another month or so yeah. but after that you're pushing your luck a bit I would suggest in getting the best quality yeah so I'm looking at and doing that. The only thing I've done is a lot of drying of herbs, you know. So as the herb garden starts to go wrong, I said before about drying mint, didn't I? Yeah, and I've done a second so, batch of that. Yeah, we've had someone yeah. talking about that. It's really so nice. I had a second batch of that. So I've done. I did the first lot, which I said I'd do, and that left me some fresh mint. The first cutting that I did now has sprouted a few extra leaves, which it should do. Right. <clears throat> that obviously will slow down now at this time of year, but then I've cut most of the rest of it a couple of weeks ago and dried that as well. Left a few bits which looked like they were right. Mine's gone mad out. out the back garden. It's I checked it down and then bang. Such a good crop. Could take some more in now, really. Yeah, so I've I've got like probably two big jars now mm. of dried mint. And I'll just use that as tea over yeah. the winter. So. Well funnily enough, what I like to do is um not it's a bit late now. I mean you could probably just you would probably be able to find some if you look round, but kind of at the end of August, September, there's a second flush of nettles. Yep. And I like nettle tea. Mm -hmm. I, you know, I'm a real advocate of nettle tea. Uh, but if I, you know, when you get those first nettles pushing through in April, yeah. you know, you know, just taking the top leaves off that in a in a in a mug and filling yeah. it up with water—that's one of my favourite teas. Yeah. And what then tends to happen is when you get that little second flush, basically where they've been cut or whatever's yeah, yeah, happened to yeah. them, you get another load. Yeah, come well up. they come up, don't they? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. and so you know, I, I usually pick a little bag full of those and dry them out. Yeah. Um, and I use those for teas because yeah. they're, they're pretty good dried, I have to yeah. say. Um, one of the things that's important for people who are drying herbs indoors mm. is where you store them. Yep. And I would also say it's quite important how, you know, you don't get too big a bunch. You know, if you're yeah. doing if you're doing what I'm doing, which is, you know, I get a bunch and hang them upside down in the kitchen. Yeah. And my kitchen is not dry, perfectly bone dry. I mean, no, no. It's, there's some moisture in the air. Yeah. I mean, I'm not putting them right over the cooker or anything like that. No. But... Um, yeah, you you want to keep that, you know, not really much more than an inch diameter of a sort I, of... I tend to go for about the thickness of my, oh, really? my little finger. Yeah, so just say, do yeah. more bunches. Yeah. I do lots of bunches, lots yeah. of small bunches. Yeah. They dry out really quickly then and you don't yeah. get any any Any, any mould or any... No. Yeah. So, like, literally, as soon as the central heating came on, yeah. which it did maybe a week ago, yeah. they just went, oh, I'm dry yeah. now. So, I, so I've done a bit of mint. Um, my time and that seems to be pretty go through the winter so i haven't bothered cutting any time because it does yeah i did sage. cut my oregano though my oregano's dead now you see it's yeah. gone so, so mine was, looking, trick mine was starting I? to look a bit and i was like right cut that down yeah and that's, i think that's the thing is about keeping an eye on it and then yeah. as soon as it starts to look a bit ropey yeah take it down use it and, and hang it up so you can use it yeah and so actually i prefer dried oregano to yeah. fresh oregano oh right okay. yeah, yeah well yeah. Uh, well the winter savory obviously you don't need to use and yeah. i'd encourage everyone to get some of that yeah um, the sage itself's not too bad. No, I did dry some sage though, because oh, okay. where I was clearing out the garden, there were some sage plants up there. Yeah. Oh no, yeah, you gave me one. I gave you one. I dug one up and gave you one, and then I, then I dug another one up. I planted them both, so I was taking away again. But I dug another one up, planted it in my herb patch. Nice. But in order to give it a good chance, I pruned it really quite heavily. Yeah. Because it's quite, you know, it's quite long and spindly, and I just like cut it Smash right back. Smash it to the ground. Eh? Yeah, yeah. They're amazing though. Aren't they? Yeah. It's yeah, brilliant, but then I've dried those prunings, is my point, and oh, that, okay. that's a really big one. And the other one that you should be doing right now, if you're not, um, if, you know, if you've got access to a bay tree, well, you know what? I took a cutting off a bay tree yeah. about 10 years ago, yeah, 
Or did you give it me? I'll give it you, I think. Oh, no, yeah. I and, did loads. And then I, I cut I've got, one. I've got dozens of them. And then it all came up again, sort, yeah. of, sort of like in a little lollipop. And yeah. then I cut it again. So yeah. now I've got a really mm. nice open shape. It's beautiful. And it's just, yeah. that is in a builder's bucket, mate. Because yeah. I don't need it to get enormous. Yeah. I have to say, you can treat bay well, mean. <laughs> you can. I mean, I think <laughs> if, if you've got a big fresh bay tree, you haven't got to worry because you can go and pick fresh leaves. If yeah, you but want they to. do get well big, bro. They do get really big, yeah. And I, but I've got. <laughs> <laughs> I've got a small garden. I've got about five trees in my garden. Oh really? Oh, right. yeah, yeah, yeah. I've got a very small garden. I've got one care. tree in a bucket. But they say you shouldn't have too many trees, but it's nonsense. No. You can't have too many trees. Oh no, it's totally agree. So uh, that, that that so they're the sort of things that you know I've been drying out of the garden. Mm. Um, I've done some um, marigolds. Oh, have you? Yeah, that was interesting. That's an interesting one actually. So what I've done is I've taken the, the flowers. So calendula. Calendula officinalis. In oh, fact, mate, specifically, it, it? yeah, yeah. So this is the, the medicinal marigold. Um, I've grown it specifically for this purpose, mm. which is I've, I've, I've sown the seed, collected the flowers, I've dried them out, mm. and I'm now steeping those flowers in oil. Nice. And obviously, oh, I bet that's a good colour. It'd be a nice yellow colour, yeah. and what I will then do is turn that into, when we've got the beeswax, yeah. turn that into a nice healing balm, so mm. calendula balm. Which we use a lot in my house. That's it's great. kind of the cure all. The kids yeah. come in with their little, you know, bumps and. Well, funnily enough, I've done not this, not dissimilar, but um, I've taken all my lavender off. Okay. And I tried to grow lavender for years, mm. and it, you know I tried some different varieties, yeah. and I never got it. And then, just literally outside the front of my door, there's like where the steps come down. There's mm. these two sort of rocky. Not great soil, and I just chucked them in there, one each side, and they are massive yeah, now. Yeah. yeah, so they've they've taken a couple of years to get established, but they're the only plant in my garden mm. that can deal with uh, the wild geranium and not get overrun by okay. it. Because yeah. the wild geranium here, yeah, it being semi woodland really yeah. at the back, it just it overruns it, and I'm yeah. and I'm talking like four foot wide, yeah. sort of, and they're beautiful. I yeah. love them. I love wild geraniums. Yeah. I've sown some this year. Oh, mate, don't ever sow any. <laughs> I've sown some. I've got, I bought some seed and oh sown it in my garden. I've got acres of it. I could, I could open a geranium farm here, mate. Mine is more like, because um, where I live is coastal. So it's a little bit different, I think, over there. It's Cranesville. Like Cranesville, yeah. yeah. Um, so I, I bought that and I sowed a load Thin of that. Thin petals or mm. wider petals? Because there's bloody Cranesville. Wider. All oh, right, okay. That's yeah. got a lot of medicinal purposes, well, you know, I, Cranesville. I, I'm, I'm not... <laughs> it wasn't like by chance they no. got planted yeah yeah um, but it was I, I just again because of where I am and I'm trying yeah. to create this nice garden yeah you know, as well as obviously you know, growing some fruit and whatever yeah. and vegetables and whatever actually what I want is a nice bit of garden to go and sit in yeah, yeah, which and then I'm surrounded by these nice medicinal herbs yeah we'll talk a bit about that in yeah. a sec because I know that that's been you know, when we look at focuses, last few years, your expertise in that has certainly grown. I've, yeah. You've really researched it and looked I've into it. I've spent a lot of time reading it. about it and, yeah. and trying to trying to develop opportunities for myself yeah. to to have these things to hand. That's yeah. all. Yeah, and I love all that. Yeah, mine is, you know, I've got some knowledge of those things, and I've used them. Yeah. Um, but I would be more like willow bark. Yeah. Um, you know, ne like more those common foraging yeah. plants rather than I'm growing them for it. You know. So I've tended to go for if I've grown it in the garden, I know it is. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. and they're, they're not big plants; they don't take up a lot of space, no. and they're really good for the pollinators. Yeah. And they look nice. Yeah. And uh, you know. Whereas I and I'm kind of 
I kind of think that all this countryside's my back garden. So well, I know where they are you've as well. You've got a bit more access to that than I have, and, and it's a bit more varied here than it is where I am. Very varied, yeah. Mine's very much out of very farmland so. when you get outside you know, the town. I, I love to be in that back meadow on the back of my house, which isn't mine, but yeah. I know that I can walk out there and get sorrel any time. Yeah. You know, it's growing in abundance there. Yeah. You know, obviously the nettles and the brambles, and I've got wild damsons in yeah. that field. I've got about 20 willow trees if, you yeah. know, if I want to make willow bark tea, which I have used to good effect for pain relief. Very, very, very good plant for yeah. pain relief, yeah. Um, so, you know, my, mine, we're kind of the same, yeah. but different, isn't it? Yeah, you know, because we're coming different. from a different... A we're different... using different plants, probably. But what's really interesting, you should come and have a look next summer. Yeah. Because the, you know, the little, where I live, there's the road, and there's a little tiny patch of grass verge yeah. in there, yeah? And in that little grass verge, I swear to you, right, it's a tiny bit yeah. of, of um, meadow. Yeah. So there was um, Achillea growing in there. Yeah. Yeah, one of was, my favourites. Yeah, there was um, what's the egg and bacon plant called? I can't remember now. Yellow little yellow flower, with little pink. Oh, I can't remember. Uh-huh. But there's loads of them in there, like all these different like. Yeah. And they've all got their variety, their yeah. uses, and their. And I, yeah. I, I know sometimes some of these things are a bit hit and miss, mm. but some of them are really not. Yeah. You know, Achillea, for instance. Yeah. I mean that that has been used for wound stalking. And then and then the contractors came and just mowed the whole lot down it, yeah. and smashed it. <laughs> well, anyway, so my lavender, really you know, normally I would get it in while it's in flower. Yeah. But I haven't this year. Yeah. I've let it, I've let the flowers go. So I've got that those lavender seed pods, basically, yeah. aren't they? But the smell on them is magnificent. Yeah. So, you know, that will be what I fill the house with and yeah. try and use. Um, but I've bought some molds for my wax this year yeah. to try and just make wax molds that yeah. I'm going to try and sell, yeah. or just use myself, you yeah. know. But have them in a different kind of guise, you know. Yeah. I quite like that. I quite like that yeah. idea. Um, but I would, I would be interested to make some just some lavender cream for us because yeah. I'm a bit of an old woman, mate. I love smelling lavender, you know. Well, I've done, I've really successfully done some nice moisturisers and stuff. And once you've got access to those, I'm not sure I'm a moisturiser, man. Well, no, <laughs> you're a good lady wife, might yeah, be. Um, absolutely, she might be a moisturiser. I think these yeah. hands, mate, are going to take a bit more than a bit of homemade moisturiser, don't you? <laughs> so I can come up with. Um, but but I've successfully made it. Once you've got access to those yeah. infused oils, like the, the marigold, the, the calendula, yeah. or what the lavender one I also did, yeah, so I similar to you. Well, the soap you made was amazing. Well, that, and that's what I've done. So so my plan is to make soap. So people that I know, some of the people that I know this year will get soap for Christmas. Because there's plenty of people that I know that you can't, what would I buy you? Yeah. You've got everything you need. Yeah. Got, you know, you've got plenty of stuff. Don't yeah. need any more stuff. No, it's when you make but let's, let's, let's you know, perhaps a nice bit of soap. Perhaps perhaps some nice beeswax wraps. Yeah. You know, because everyone should yeah, be using those now. Those, Get away yeah. from the clink film. So I want to make some of those. And I was thinking, and then my wife got given some roses by some friends of ours yeah. like, towards the end of August. And so I dried those out. Yeah, yeah. So I've got these rose petals. I've got a couple of jars of rose petals nice. as well. And again, thinking about making some soaps and perhaps putting some of those in the yeah, soaps, nice. you know. Um, so it's just using those things that are coming into the house to make something that's, you know, a bit of value added or whatever you want to call it. That yeah, but then it's probably the best soap you're ever going to use. That's, that's, probably, what, that's what I've been using. Yeah, Literally the yeah. day after we went on lockdown, I made a batch of soap. Yeah. And since it cured off, that's what I've been using mm. in the house. So, you know, talking about what one of the main things that you've been learning about, probably mm. for the last few years, mm. that leads nicely into my little bit. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. So I've always, I grew up in a wood, <laughs> yeah. you know, in a town, mm. but I grew up in Epping, yeah. and I've always had that in my blood, you know what I mean? And, and I've always wanted to learn more about working in a woodland mm. or whatever. And then as, as the years have gone, you know, where I live, and 
I've always enjoyed being in forests and woods and stuff like that. Yeah. But I've always wanted to learn more about it, and I've had yeah. this most amazing opportunity come up over the last couple of months. Yeah. And in a nutshell, basically, uh, you know, really kind people have asked me to manage a bit of coppice. Amazing. And I can't tell you how excited I am by it, mate. It is absolutely brilliant for me. Um, you know, I, I cut firewood anyway because yeah. we, we've got a wood-burning stove and I've been cutting firewood and I, I can't tell you the joy I get from going into the woods and mm. and doing that and being part of that cycle, um, learning, just being out there, yeah. you know what I mean? And it's funny enough, you know, you're talking about when that when it's nice weather you want to be outside mm. i need that cold i need the yeah. cold because that's when you traditionally cut firewood yeah, yeah? you know i need it f- frozen on the ground yeah. all the leaves down so i can go in and oh mate i can't tell you the joy that is it's just magical i love walking a dog when it's like that yeah yeah <laughs> well I, I like i like walking a chainsaw like <laughs> but um one of the nice things is that it's an overstood coppice it's all sweet chestnut which is yeah. really you know traditional for this area and you know it's it's probably not been cut for 30 years yeah. and it's probably should have been cut about 15 years ago so right, it's what they okay. call overstood so it's some yeah. really big poles in there it's been there a long time probably a couple of hundred years right. so immediately I'm feeling part of that mm. kind of that that tradition mm. that, that I'm doing something on the same site where someone else had done yeah. and I love that I really yeah. love that so um, I asked how they, they, they've given me carte blanche in how wow. and what we do but obviously I'm making sure that it's in keeping and in fitting with yeah. what they want to do. And and there is a felling license and plan in place for yeah. it, which is obviously to coppice it. Mm. So, you know, I'm basically going to start a small firewood business. Yeah. Um, for myself primarily first, yeah. but then maybe, you know, get a few kind of, um, get a few get a few loads to deliver to people, a bit like what yeah. you were saying. Yeah. But what what's happened with it, and, you know, this is what I really kind of wanted to pick up on is, that was all in my head, you know, for a few years. Yeah. I really wanted to do it, but I'd already learnt a lot of stuff, yeah. you know. I'd learnt about things so that when it came on uh, as an opportunity, it didn't feel so daunting, you know. Mm. I've done some green woodworking, I've yeah. done some firewood cutting, I've, yeah. you know. But now I've got this, and it's only a, probably about an acre and a half. Way more, you know, enough for me to be yeah. managing, don't, don't, you, don't you worry. But um, I've already got a plan, you yeah. know. I want to do the firewood, but I'm also going to, make some gate hurdles yeah um so, so that's like an old-fashioned five bar gate mm. basically but with sh- sharpened ends that you would traditionally it would have been used for folding sheep right, you know yeah, yeah, or something yeah, like yeah. that nowadays people use them to put around their allotments or in yeah, their garden yeah. you grow vegetables up them and they're they're beautiful yeah and because they're made of split chestnut yeah you know they last for ages yeah so you know learning those skills make it they're, they're things that have come along as part of that which yeah. I really like and so what I wanted to talk to people about was that you know just because you, you're you going to do one thing so in this case finding out about chestnut coppicing mm. I've actually sort of taken on board loads of that so I've learned how to fix a trailer because yeah. I need a trailer you know I've learned about gates and yeah. how to make gates yeah. you know I've learned about the chainsaw maintenance and all of that kind of stuff yeah. I've gone back and revisited my tools here and what green woodworking tools am I going to need how do I sharpen them all all of this stuff's all kind of coming yeah. together yeah and uh i just cannot wait for that for, you know yeah. it'll probably be near the end of october you know in, in about three weeks when i go in we've planned out where we're going to do the first cut it's called a cant yeah. you know and we're going to split it up probably into quarters yeah. and then do do a bit each year so we haven't got yeah. loads lying on the ground but some of that chestnut when we take it down we're going to split it and make gates yeah. and and furniture yeah. 
or we could make you know kind of trellises and stuff like that but already it just feels like I'm part of this great long yeah, tradition yeah, yeah. you know what I mean and that's all skills that I, no one showed me any of that really yeah. so you know for people who are out there who you know and it's taken a long time for this opportunity you know I've wanted to do it for probably 10 years yeah. I've wanted to have an allotment of 10 years and now all yeah. of a sudden bang yeah it's crazy yeah. isn't it but you know not without getting too airy about it you, you've got to have those dreams from to realize if you never if you never sort of go looking for it or put yeah. yourself in a position where it might happen you know they're through that's through acquaintances and people who I've known yeah. oh you've got a woodland have you oh guess what we're going to talk about for yeah, the next yeah. you know <laughs> yeah. but they I, I I get the feeling they're really happy that someone is as keen to go in yeah. and do so because the the chap who owns it just you know he was saying you can do what you like, you know, we, we probably won't do anything with it, it's yeah. part of a much bigger woodland that we own, yeah. and it's just yeah. this little section, and 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 I think I'm actually helping them, yeah. in a way, and it's really going to help me out, and then, you know, even talking about maybe getting a timber frame building down there, and yeah. things like that, which is like, you know, dream stuff, you know, I'd yeah. love to build a timber frame building, um, out of the resources that are just there, yeah. do the majority of it, using unpowered hand tools as well because yeah. I've got the time now I've got the yeah. resources and the space and oh, it's just going to be an absolute joy mate yeah. so for me you know even though I've got all the garden going on even though I've got all the vegetable stuff going on yeah. you know this last three weeks I've really been focusing in on green woodworking yeah. learning about species about coppicing about rotation cycles that, that I wouldn't have done yeah. if the opportunity hadn't come along so I feel like for me that's where my main focus has been yeah. and and it you know, I've got the allotment to get ready for next spring, yeah. but certainly going on from now, I, I know that I'm going to be doing a lot of work up yeah, up yeah. there, probably right through till the end of January. Right, right. You know, um, so yeah, might have to might have to get a day off work week away to go to work. <laughs> but if it could fit in that, you know, the summer and the spring, that might be my growing time, yeah. and then going into autumn and winter, yeah. I could see that you know, kind of like the natural yeah, rhythms yeah, that we talk about yeah, all the yeah, time. Yeah. Yeah. Gonna be I'd perfect. love to come up and see that with you sometime. I've seen the woodlands, but not the specific bit you're talking about. It's so unbelievable. Well, I've got some photos again that I can put up and people can have a look yeah. at. But just just different sides. You know, I love craft. Yeah. I love hand world working. I love spoon carving, all yeah. of those things. And they were always my hobbies, you know. But yeah. now, because I've got a kind of understanding of some of those tools, they just become another thing to do, don't they? Another, yeah. another amazing opportunity to go on with. And firewood, mate. Oh. What... Got to, have a f got to have a stove, mate. Renewable. Yeah, well, yeah, absolutely. Especially if you can get decent, dry, you know, seasoned timber. You're, well, some of the timber that I'll be laying down, that might that might be seasoned for two years, mm. you know. Obviously, chestnut spits like crazy. It's a good firewood, yeah. but when you you couldn't put it on an open fire because it yeah. spits like mad. So you have to put that in a closed stove, yeah. which is all right because that's what I've got here. Yeah. But there's so much birch and ash running through the woods as well. Some of which is dead standing yeah. or fallen and all that. So, and some of it that just needs thinning out anyway. So there's going to be opportunities to have different timbers for yeah. different kind of people or different yeah. clients. But yeah. I'm not that worried about the whole selling stuff yet, you know, or anything like that. Yeah. But you know, I, I I like the feeling that I could say to somebody later down the line when I'm too old to do it, yeah. I used to be a coppicer or yeah. I used to work in a woodland, you know. Yeah, yeah. And for me, there's always that. There's that handing on of what I did as yeah. well, so that's where I'm at. But proper stoked about it, as you can. Oh, I'm really pleased. For I could it. talk. I could talk about woods for. <laughs>
Hours, mate. That's no, amazing, but, isn't it? Let's just say, though, like we were chatting, we're, we won't be worried about leaf mould, mate, to put on the no, gardens. No, we, we'll and, and it's probably going to happen in about a fortnight, hell of a sweet chestnut harvest, mate. Oh, what a shame. Oh, dear, oh, dear. <laughs> There's going to be plenty we'll of them. To look at that. Yeah. Oh yeah. Well, you start looking up. You can make flour out of sweet yeah, chestnuts, can, can't you? Yeah. Never have, but yeah. Well, pickle them. Yeah. They're supposed to be good pickled, aren't they? They are. Yeah. Uh, there's loads or you can candied do. Or, or in alcohol, I can't eat them, mate. Sorts. Which is ironic. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm sure I can help you out with some of that at least. What I can do, mate, is eat the deer that are going to be going through the wood. <laughs> yeah. So, well, what'll happen is when we cut, when we cut, I don't know if people even know what coppicing is, but I won't go into it, but. Basically, you cut the trees down, let them grow again, and yeah. you have them on a short rotation. Yeah. So, you know, the, the stumps get bigger and bigger. Yeah. But obviously, you, you're, you're just maybe 8, 10, 12, 16 years, you're cutting straight poles yeah. for fencing or whatever yeah. it is. Yeah. But when they start growing, obviously, the little shoots are really vulnerable. Yeah. So um, that's when you have to have really good sort of either deer fencing or management yeah. for deer and squirrels and things yeah. like that. Yeah. So venison season could be yeah, coming in mate yeah. oh dear oh dear yeah so I'd, have to, I'd love to come and look at it and i would like to come and cut some yeah. at some point. oh we'll fast. do it in the winter mate once yeah. the frost on the ground we yeah. get the old truck in there yeah that'd be nice that'd, that'd be cool great absolutely great so living the dreams mate it's what yeah. it's all about yeah oh mate i'm proper jealous well <laughs> amazing well it's it's, it's it, you're more than willing to share it mate <laughs> that's very good it's gonna be enough work down there anyway <laughs> i bought some decent gloves anyway yeah yeah, um, you know, I bought some good gloves. And After what you've done to your thumb, you need them, mate. Yeah, I've had a good go there, cutting kindling. <laughs> Don't, you, I won't give you a photo of that to put no. on the... Uh... I, I did nearly ask you for them. I'm glad now I've seen it. I'm glad I'm... I'll send you a photo, mate. Yeah, I've got yeah. some, but I, I, don't think I don't think the listeners are ready for that yet, mate. <laughs> Interesting way to cut your nails, anyway. Yeah. Put it that way. <laughs> Priceless. At least it was a good act, eh? It was. It was very sharp, mate. Yeah, yeah, I really think really that probably helped out. It's probably helped out. So, I, I, for me, I've been... Um, obviously preserving a bit and I've been thinking about my little onion harvest that I got this year they were quite small mm. I'm, I'm tempted to pickle them you know I've done some have you I'm tempted to pickle the whole lot the overwinter ones you mean or your actual yeah, actuals yeah the, so the, the, the actual main crop that I did this okay. year because some of them are quite small some yeah. of them will be alright yeah but I, I find a bit of a faff so like some yeah. of my stuff is too small like I've, got, I've got to peel it oh whatever yeah. can't be doing with it they're too small to bother so what I'll do is I'll put them in like as a trivet underneath for roasting meat and yeah, then use them as a gravy lovely like that so that works really well but there's there's quite a lot of them so I'm thinking I oh, might pickle them mate yeah they're brilliant I'll do, I'll do a few pickles my dad loves <coughs> like spicy pickled onions yeah so um, I just I'd done two jars of that yeah and um, I'd done them about a month ago though yeah uh, I didn't make my own um, pickling spice I just no. bought some you know big those big malt vinegar ones because he likes he likes chip that shop that is like proper chip <laughs> shop pickled onions like that, as yeah. far as I'm concerned. They're, all, they're all vinegar and no onion yeah, yeah. Yeah. that's how he likes them <laughs> yeah. so that's what he's got but yeah. it's a shame that I didn't have enough we ate we smashed all those small courgettes yeah. uh, uh, those, cause, oh, uh, I made my, those cucumbers I could have done some dill pickles maybe well, cool, I made right? my, my um, courgette relish with those didn't oh, I yeah, yeah, that's that before, but made that, that was, that's come out lovely so I would yeah strongly recommend that and if I keep pulling these beetroot out and they start to get a lot smaller, mm. I might do um, a couple of pickled beetroot because they came out really well last yeah. year. And you can do a quick pickle with those, though, you know that, don't you? Yeah, like yeah. With a 50 50 mix of white wine vinegar and water. Yeah, and we will use like them at Christmas. Chilies, yeah, and they'll so, be gone. So you almost want to do it at like beginning of December. Yeah, yeah. And then, and then I, l I love that when you have the old yeah. cheese at Christmas. Yeah, oh, I love all that amount's lovely. Yeah, we'll do a bit on that, I think. And then, and then the other one, I suppose, is that the the honey harvest is almost done. Yeah. So we started it three weeks ago, and we did that last podcast. We've really taken our time this year. Yeah. We? Well, we've both been 
otherwise engaged at certain points. Oh, but most of the time, to be honest with you, but it's just doing a little bit by little bit, and I've managed to keep the batches separate. That's so amazing. we've literally got a single hive honey this year, which I'm really excited yeah, about. That is great. We have, have to have um, a tasting night, mate. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, I'd, I'd love to do that actually. Great, genuinely, just get. We've got about half a dozen different hives that produced honey. Yeah. Um, some have produced like thirty odd jars, and one produced six. So there's, you know. Well, maybe next, maybe next time we record, we could do that, and then we could talk about, you know, the mushroom spores that we've yeah. got, and we could, oh, yeah, we, we, could that, we? we could, um, we could maybe bring people into that if they wanted yeah. to have a listen and a look at that because it's nice to tie in some photos of what we're doing when we're doing it yeah, yeah. you know i know we're going to sit here in a minute and go through all the seat tins yeah. and do the order but yeah. yeah it'd be quite cool wouldn't it yeah and then the seat tins probably not quite so exciting but yeah oh i don't know man. <laughs> i don't know i'll get the fizz man i'll get, radio, I'll right? get a good fizz going for a seating <laughs> um and then i think as well we also because it's i would say now we we need to get down the beach mate we've had a few good blows yeah Get down the beach one night, yeah. cast out hot chocolate, maybe yeah. a little bit of libation in there, yeah, yeah. and we'll start pulling in some white in, mate. And I'll tell you what, you fill your freezer up with them bad yeah, boys yeah. once they're in. But well, the other thing we need to be doing that we haven't done yet, and I've got the apples ready to go, is the side. Ah, and the apples are ready. I forgot that what? is that, that's priority. That has got to be like that's the this priority week, almost because yeah. that is if we, if we don't do it soon, they're starting to go over. I've got to go through them tomorrow. No, we will do that. That's that's well, definitely got, got to be done. I've probably got enough for about five gallons, I should think. That's enough for me and you, mate. <laughs> yeah. That's what we're doing. We definitely will do that because yeah. that's got to be done. So that's maybe that'll worry. be the first. Maybe that'll be the first do podcast. First. I think that'll be there. Yeah, and that'll be a good one to show people actually because it gets a bit. You can always do a video, you know. Yeah. Oh, do I don't, mate. Is that? Got, I've got a face for radio. I have but... got a face for radio. <laughs> Let's be honest. Well, I'll be the good-looking one. Then, I yeah? think if we're videoing, I'll be the cameraman. Let's put oh, it that really? way. Oh, yeah, okay. I'm definitely not into that, mate. Podcasting <laughs> is one thing. <laughs> TV. Oh, no, right. We'll leave that to other people, we'll do mate. A few pictures yeah, then, mate. Yeah, we'll do a few not pictures. YouTube, mate. No, thank you. That's not me. That's <laughs> hilarious. That is hilarious. Well, well, I have to you... get. I'll have to put some clothes on for starters. <laughs> Instead of your dungies and no vest, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's uh, a nice mental image for everyone, isn't it? Oh, mate. Yeah. Well, well there you good. go. Face for radio. <laughs> But no, we should get on that because I think that's uh, yeah. Even though I don't drink most of mine, most of mine gets made into vinegar, truthfully. But mm. it's oh, I love it. I love summer. having it. So I love doing it. I love drinking it. And you know, if we if we've got enough for five gallons, I'll keep. I will try to freeze a, a gallon for just yeah. juice because my yeah. kids love it and I love it like <laughs> yeah. that. I have to say, yeah. I, I like the cider as well. Don't get me wrong, but. The way which we do it is that it's, you know, I get a gallon. Of, I don't like yeah. bottling it. I can't be bothered. So right, I, yeah. it's like I'm going to a party. I'm bringing a gallon of cider, yeah, yeah. you know. And so it, I might drink it all over quite short spaces of time. Yeah, yeah. But with the juice, it would be really nice. I, I'm not that, you know, I'm not that worried about sterilising and trying to get it to just sit in a bottle. I'll yeah. just freeze it, you know, yeah. in cartons and I'll freeze up and then I'll defrost it. And the kids will drink it, and I love, I love that juice. Yeah, it's amazing juice. It's amazing. But what I love making is when you get that, you make the cider. And yeah. It's a hell of a process because you yeah. make the cider, and you turn it into vinegar. Yeah. And then you turn that vinegar into, and I typically turn it into something I'm about to start making yeah. soon, which is fire cider. Yeah, lovely. Oh, I'll, so, I need that recipe. Yeah, so we need to get that sorted out, and yeah. I'm getting some of that on the go. So in terms of cold cures, for people not familiar, fire cider is a, a cold cure, I suppose, or a. Uh, an aid Mate, to your, it's like everything, isn't it? It's an aid to your um, immune system, I guess. It works, though. But I drink it through the... I've already started drinking it now. Yeah. I had a batch left over from last Oh, last I could year. definitely do with some of that, mate. I've got the chilies for it, I can tell yeah. you that. Yes, yeah, yeah. And I've got the honey. Yeah. And I've got the garlic. Yeah, so we just need some nice horseradish and some turmeric. Never grown horseradish, you know. There's no reason why you shouldn't this piece of cake, I think. Yeah, I think I might try and get a 
big old lump of that out yeah. of somewhere and put that in. Yeah. Be nice if we did the whole lot, wouldn't it? Turmeric, we could be struggling. That might be a struggle. <laughs> but I would we could go do the ginger though. Yeah, <laughs> we can grow ginger. Yeah, and then you know, you could think about other things that yeah. you could you could whack some willow bark in there. Though. Yeah, you could do. Yeah, yeah. That, see, hey, could go with the yeah. old hedgerow fire yeah. cider. Well, Get in there. That, the idea then is you grate it all into, into vinegar. Rose hips, in the vinegar mate. for a while. Rose, Rose hips, hips are, really are supposed to be the yeah. nuts, aren't they? Yeah, and then and then you mix it with honey, about fifty fifty with Boom. honey. So it's quite sweet, but also quite <laughs> fiery, and you know. Oh, it's got a bit of belt, nice. in it? Yeah. It does have a bit of belt. Well, I like doing that with a homemade, homegrown vinegar, homemade vinegar. Mate, so let's good. do it. So let's good. do it. All right. Right, should we leave it there for tonight? And have a look I for think so, seasons? mate. All right. Well, thank you very much for your time. <laughs> Thanks very much for everyone for listening to us and uh, making us want to keep coming back for more. We've had a really nice response from our, um, our time on the Self-Sufficient Hub podcast with Carl. Oh, that, uh, was, so been, that been, was amazing, wasn't so, it? So, yeah, really enjoyed that and really pleased that we seem to have got out to a few more people. So thank you very much uh, to and Carl. keep giving us the feedback because, yeah. you know, it was nice to talk about some things that people had spoke about yeah. today. And, and probably the best place to get hold of us is on the uh, Urban Homestead in UK Facebook group. Uh, I try and post in there. Uh, several times a week at least and just get some ideas about what I've been up to uh, and it's nice when we get other people doing the same you know a few other people sort of put some bits in recently which is really nice uh, and sort of get a bit of feedback on what they've been up to and a bit of encouragement and you know whatever inspiration or whatever it might be that you're, you're getting from it and you know the more the merrier in there so please do come and find us on the Facebook group it'd be nice for people to show us what they've been doing oh, too I love that you know, it's great it's yeah, really good it's especially when you know we have one a little while ago, and it's from you know from Mark, who I know from years ago, and he's put on there about him making some bread, and it's like yes, get in there, get, get in. That, that was why we started it, wasn't it? Yeah. About, you know, people asking us, how do you do that? Why we do it? And actually, hopefully, by us talking about it, people are getting a bit from it and a bit of inspiration, and it's really nice to see that. And we learn, we learn loads back. Yeah, we learn loads back. So, so thank you very much, everyone, and we will speak to you again in a few weeks' time. See, see ya. Bye.